Welcome to SME Financial Literacy's podcast, Pony Finance 101, where we break down complicated money matters for you. My name is Elizabeth Guevara. I'm a senior, and I work as a peer mentor for SME Financial Literacy. Managing your money can be a big task, and knowing all the complexities of saving, investing, and loans can be daunting. This is why many people hire financial advisors to help them out. But what happens if you can't afford an advisor, or just have a quick, simple question? We talked to Dr. Robert Pills about the rise of AI in financial planning. We also talked with Junior Bella Lopez about her experience using ChatGPT for her own personal budget. So, why use AI for financial planning? Well, Dr. Pills says that ChatGPT could give you a direct and quick answer to most financial questions. So, I think that AI as a tool gives a a capability that can offer individuals as long as they have access to the digital world the the ability to ask a question and have it answered in a very direct way and so if i go to chat gpt and i write what is the advantage of a Roth individual retirement account? In a matter of moments, I will get um, a a fair, pretty decent um, answer to that particular question that is um, very readable. Now, that requires someone to be able to know to ask a question about a Roth individual retirement account, but we could take something simpler. I might want to say is, saving money for retirement important well we know that to be true generally but and i haven't done this with chat gpt but i think with chat gpt you're going to be given a a kind of a roundup of um all the digital resources that are out there that the chat gpt is calling on on the topic of saving for retirement sure ai can be used to help with personal finances but wouldn't be going to a professional be better and more reliable Dr. Pill says it entirely depends on the situation, and professionals and ChatGPT may end up working together in the end. The advantage of AI is that it's going to be accessible to more people and more households. That financial advisors are going to, um, they find their customers by targeting income or wealth levels. And there are a whole bunch of individuals of a variety of economic backgrounds that um, need some money management questions answered. And so AI gives a very inexpensive way for the entire population to get their money management questions answered. In general, Dr. Pills found that professional advisors gave more empathetic answers and worked with their clients in more depth. AI, however, was cheap and fast and could help answer simple questions or double-check your advisor's answers with a click of a button. Advisors and AI are mutually exclusive. I think that um, individuals will always be able now to use AI to answer simple questions. They may use AI to verify their financial advisor's advice. Mm -hmm. But AI won't replace financial advisors because ultimately AI as a tool is somewhat imperfect. But I think when you use, if you use a financial advisor to use AI and 
bring together um, both both kind of information sources is a pretty good way to to um, handle financial decision making. Personal finance can be tricky to understand. And especially when you're a busy college student with no extra time or money to meet with a financial planner, Dr. Pill says that using AI to answer basic questions can be a good way for college students to be introduced to financial planning. I think a college student is fair to say, where do I get a credit card? Or what's a good place to get a bank checking account? Um, how much should I save if I can save money? As a college student, can I have a Roth IRA? that those are the kinds of questions that ChatGPT can answer really well. And so in my life cycle economics class, I, 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 I broach those subjects because I think that, I do think some of those kind of basic financial literacy types of questions and how to's are really important to know where the resources are. So I'll talk about NerdWallet, I'll talk about, um, uh, some of the other kind of websites that are are valuable for students to go find the best credit card and and uh, or you know the best checking account. I think that's a really good use of ChatGPT. I think that if you um, ask a question like "How should I pay off my student loan?" that I would go to ChatGPT and ChatGPT would ring up the the multitude of ways now that we can pay off our student loan once we are um, uh, graduate. And, and there's lots of different ways one can do that. And so that is a, it seems to me, uh, a very much more efficient way of getting our question answered than to pick up the phone and call somebody. Um, and, um, uh, you know, it kind of starts a process. And so, meaning it's a roll-up of information that it's going out and getting from its digital resources. Not all digital information, as we know, is accurate. And so there is going to be some error in what AI is producing in terms of an answer to a question that an expert may need to validate. And so I may have a question about uh, an investment in uh, index funds uh, and how those could be used for retirement planning. And I can ask AI that, and um, I can ask a financial advisor that, and uh, I may get slightly different answers and, and I may have to reconcile those, um, but AI will give me a baseline, but it may not be accurate. Now humans obviously err all the time, it's kind of the nature of being human. But I think when you use, if you use a financial advisor to use AI and bring together um, both both kind of information sources. I also talked with Bella Lopez, a junior at SMU, on her experience creating budget with AI. So Bella, can you introduce yourself, your year, and your major? Uh, my name is Bella. I'm a public relations major, and I'm a rising junior here at SMU. So I wanted to talk to you about AI and creating budgets. So I heard that you did create your own budget using a Google Sheets AI. So can you tell me about that, the process of it? Why did you do it and how did you go about it? Yes, so I just moved into my first apartment um, here on campus 
um, July 1st. So I wanted to create a budget, um, mainly just to see like what everything was going to cost. Cause it's my first time getting my own bills and paying my rent and all that stuff. So I just wanted to lay it all out and see how much everything cost. So um, I was looking for a template or a place to start, really. And I went into Google Sheets, um, and I was selected as one of the first members of Google, whatever, to use um, their new AI feature. So I just typed in the search bar when I opened the page to create a monthly budget for me. And it gave me several options, um, different kind of templates, and you could choose from like which one looked best or spoke to you. So I found one that I liked that fit my what I, what I was looking for. Um, and basically, it just created these different categories for me, and it had blank spaces for me to fill in, like my personal budget with like the income and how much each bill was, so I could add it all up. And it just made it really easy and made it less overwhelming for me to start. And were you happy with your budget? Do you think it's going to help you in the future? I do. Um, I've never done a budget before. I have a bad spending problem. So I'm hoping that starting to use this budget and this feature um, will allow me to really like take a step back and look over my finances and just do better overall. So what did you find were the advantages of using this template versus just going about it with pen and paper? Um, I didn't know where to start, like I said before, so I was really overwhelmed. Um, I get overwhelmed easily with things like this. So um, the Google Sheets format helped me to just um, find one that I liked. It created it for me. It was super easy. It took like three seconds, and then I could just fill in the spaces with my own information, and it was just really easy to use, and it just was easy to look at and like understand. Were there any cons when doing it? Any problems that you ran into? Wasn't anything major, but I did have to adjust um, adjust the categories and add and delete some things because I do have like less expenses than an average adult as a college student um, and just different kinds of expenses that I factor in. So um, just had to customize a little bit, but it wasn't too hard. All right. Well, thank you for talking with me, Bella. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. As always, SMU Financial Literacy is here to help you. Email us at financialliteracy at smu.edu with any questions and follow our Instagram at SMU Financial Literacy. Pony up. This podcast is a resource for students in regard to personal financial management, including budgeting and saving techniques, incurring and managing debt, and in general, dealing with their personal resources. The presenter of this podcast and those leading the interviews are not certified financial planners, licensed as financial advisors, or experts in the field of financial aid. However, guests interviewed may include professors, financial advisors, or others with expertise in the area which are covered by the podcast. Each individual that listens to this podcast should consider that the information presented is not financial or investment advice, is general in nature, and is not specific to the facts of any individual.